Hi, I'm Angela Ardolino and welcome to Your Natural Dog, my podcast featuring in-depth conversation with the world's leading holistic veterinarians and pet care pros. Join us every week as we reveal natural alternatives to the outdated, one-size-fits-all pet care model we're used to. If you like what you hear, please make sure to leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. The only way we can get our message out to pet parents all over the world is with your support. Stop barking! I'm trying to record a podcast! Hey everybody, thanks for joining me, your natural dog with Angela Ardolino. And today my guest, you probably know who they are because I've had them on before. And it's my cocoa therapy ladies, Carissa and Carmina. They are pioneers when it comes to coconut oil and providing the best product out there, especially in the pet industry for our pets. I love them so much, I use their coconut oil in my ingredients. And as you may know, we just partnered with them to launch Blanche's Edibles and their beautiful recipe with our full-spectrum hemp extract. So we're going to talk about some of the benefits, them being pioneers in the industry, and my struggle on how long it took me to find someone to make a pure vegan treat that was good enough to give to baby Blanche and to any of my dogs. So stay tuned. It's a wonderful conversation when we get back. And we're back with two of my favorite ladies on earth. How are you ladies? Hi, Hi. we're good. Hi, Angela. We're doing good. Now, do I get to see you this weekend? At um, in New Jersey, yeah, no, yeah, we, we actually have another show, but for Oscar Newman, the clothing line, yeah, so oh, we're gonna be in Florida. Florida. We'll yeah, be in Florida. I don't think, dude, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the um, the ladies also have an incredible line of the cutest clothing for the little dogs that you could imagine. And that's so cute. So you're going for another show for the clothing things. But I just got to see you at HVMA, which was really awesome. And then I got to see you before that in Chicago at Dr. Judy's event. So how are you? Good? Yeah, we're doing good. A little bit tired from all the traveling, but I know. it's winding down. It'll wind down hopefully by before Thanksgiving. I know. And I, nobody's leaving their house for December to relax. No, we're staying home in the cold winter. (laughs) I know, I know. Y'all are in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it gets cold there. Well, um, I know a lot of people probably recognize you, and I wanted to bring you on today because, as you know, it took me a really long time to bring my treats back because I wanted to partner with someone who was already making an incredible treat and uh, a nutritious treat. And I don't know if you know this, but this journey started with me when, you know, Nina got sick and Nina loves her treats and is very food motivated. And she was on a very strict diet, you know, a ketogenic diet of cool proteins. So uh, she had osteosarcoma. We didn't want anything to feed that cancer. And what, how hard it was to find a treat that was pure and that I could give her, and that wouldn't, you know, disrupt anything. I was like, wow, it really shouldn't be this hard. And as you know, I used to have stores. So I literally had like just a few brands, one of them being when you finally released your treats, your treats. I also remember someone coming in and asking for vegan treats, which 
is there, there are very few of those also. Even if I found one that was just using like vegetables or fruits, the other ingredients were either bad or questionable, or they put some sort of bacon or cheese flavoring on them. So for those of you who think that it's easy that most treats out there are good, it's the opposite. Most treats out there and the majority of them of the ones that you're going to find in a grocery store or in a Target or something like that are crap. They're literally like if we were to go eat like little Debbie snacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like it's, not even yeah, like yeah. junk food. food. Junk food for dogs. Well, I think so. That- is that what like prompted you guys to go? Yeah, let's let's make some good quality and yummy treats. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. First of all, there's a lot of treats out there, as we know. And you look more than just ingredients, you look at sourcing. And it's not apparent when you look at a treat bag, where the items are from. They may say made in the United States, but there could be certain ingredients in there that are not originating from the United States. So that's a big trick right there. Do you have to follow the same guidelines for pet food as for treats? Yes, you do. So you try and say, well, for you don't have on the packaging, you don't have to say where the ingredients are sourced from. It's up to the manufacturer. You can say sourced, all ingredients are sourced in the U.S. or whatever. But we, we source all our ingredients in the United States with the exception of a few where we know we can get better ingredients in, in another country. Uh, coconut oil is an example. Yeah. We get that from the Philippines. So, and the reason why- From your do, farms. Yes, right? from our farm. Yeah, we make our own oil. And you have been for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three generations. Awesome. So, um, we came up with our treats mainly because we had a dog who was allergic to everything. So, no matter what we saw out there, there was always something in there that was making her yeah. itch, whether it's the a preservative that didn't work for her. So, that's why we decided to make our own treats. We wanted them super clean. We, and she also had sensitivities to certain proteins. So we wanted to stay away from all proteins and yeah. came up with vegan. So we came, left out the eggs, the butter, dairy. dairy, and we came up with a pure, a true vegan treat for her. So she just flourished. Yeah. And that's how we started. You know, we always start with our own pets, with our own babies and what we want to do for them. Which, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I got into this industry, I remember it's like, I want to create something new before I even got into the pet industry. I was like, I want to create something new that hasn't been done. And I'm like, but everything's been done. And then you get a dog and then you get an issue and you go and try to find that. And there's so many bad choices and so few good ones. Mm -hmm. So that is where the best products are born from is where you're like, wait a minute, are you kidding me? I can't find a vegan treat. I can't find a vegan treat without bad ingredients in it. Yeah, You know, this is crazy. So thank you for making them. And thank you for continuing to make such amazing products. How do you develop them? And I know sourcing is so important. That was probably what my biggest issue was. And because you don't have to know where things are sourced, a lot of people that I would, you know, look into their product, they had no idea where they were getting their their protein from, much less their vegetables and fruits and whether they were organic or not. And to me, all of that is really, really important. That's how I try to eat when I can. And that's how I absolutely want to feed my pets. And I know that's how you ladies are. So thank you for making such incredible things. But how did you start developing? I mean, your dogs must be the happiest dogs being the (laughs) test. (laughs) 
because that's all that's what I always think is I'm like, okay, sure, I can take this treat, I could put, you know, our full spectrum hemp extract on it, but is the dog gonna like it? Right, <laughs> right. And they do. Yeah. Well, when we try to create a treat, we first go off what we're familiar with, the ingredients that we're familiar with. We just don't want to to make treats based on the newest, latest fad. You know, we, we have to have experience with it. We have to know its health benefits. So whenever we choose ingredients, first of all, we try to make it as limited ingredient as possible. We don't want to add anything in it just for adding for example, for color, um, we don't add anything for color or to make it, you know, a certain texture. We choose ingredients based on its health benefits and something that we're familiar with and we've experienced within our own lives and our pets' lives. So that's first and foremost. And then when we do source ingredients, aside from being sourced locally in the U.S., um, we do ask um, for certificate of analysis for all the ingredients. If it's organic, an organic certification if it's, you know, non-GM verified, we ask for that as well. And all the testing and the data we've had, we ask for the country of origin statement as well, just because they say it's from the U.S. doesn't mean it necessarily is from the U.S. So we've had many ingredients that we've actually turned down from certain suppliers because it didn't Same. have... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't meet our standards. It didn't meet our standards. So it, it's very difficult to source, as you know, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that makes it, you know difficult to find and very slow to produce our treats. We, it's taken us years to produce some of these treats. We don't crank out, you know, 10 different treats every year because we're just so particular with our ingredients. Yep. I know. That's why we chose you to work with us in re-releasing our finely Blanche's edibles, which are a huge hit. I um, did a photo shoot yesterday with, uh, with three dogs and uh, for the the treats and for some of our mushroom products and they can't get enough. They love the treats. They love them so much. So thank you so much for making something so nutritious and awesome for them. Thank you for doing the CBD part of it because we've actually had people ask us to make um, CBD dog treats because it's sometimes they, they just want to give a treat. It's very convenient. Right. But that's something we really don't want to dabble in it because that's not our expertise. I mean, we want to leave the expertise of the experts of CBD like you, for example. So I think this is a great collaboration because you know CBD better than we do. And, and I we think no treats. Yeah. So. so I and instead of trying to make a CBD treat, we thought it was just great that we worked together to create a CBD treat because we do use other, we before Blanche's treats, we did try to look for CBD treats. And you just have to trust that they're made, you know, the way your standards are. And to think that we were giving somebody else's treats that weren't ours. It was right. difficult to do. Yeah. So even though we wanted the CBD yeah. part of it, so it, it was, yeah. yeah, we were really excited about this project. Good. So are we. We want, we feel the same way. We already love your products and what you do and you're the experts. And let's talk about it because I love it because I feel like we have so much in common because of course you call coconut oil nature's medicine, which I agree. So it's full spectrum hemp extract. And I want you to talk about why you're different than every other coconut oil out there, because a lot of times people will will maybe believe the benefits of coconut oil, but then go to, you know, a Costco and buy a big giant jug of it and think that it's the same quality as what you guys do. 
talk about the differences of that big giant jar from Costco and yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, you want to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll start as a loaded question, but like most things, everything starts with the actual ingredient you're making it. So good coconut oil always starts with a coconut. How it's harvested, when it's, I mean, how it's grown, when it's harvested, and because we get our coconuts from our own farm, we can control that. We know exactly where those coconuts come from. So once we harvest them, we actually open and use them fresh. We don't dry them. So the fact that our coconuts are wet, our oil, it's, um, we use wet milled oil, coconuts. It helps with um, just the purity and how fresh it is. And yeah, well, um, well, first of all, yeah, we, it's our, our farm is in our uh, place that with organic soil. So the soil is completely different. So the type of coconuts are totally different. We also, as Carly said, we harvest it um, when it's tree ripened for 12 months. I mean, we don't pick the coconuts that have fallen in the ground because of a typhoon or a storm. We don't gather those coconuts because um, a lot of the times they're spoiled or they've been sitting in, you know, mm-hmm. wet for a long time. And we harvest, we, we, we produce them four to six hours after after harvesting, wet mill, as Carissa said. But what's important, we also don't apply any heat. And um, our, our farm is certified organic and non-GMO verified. So we don't use any pesticides, no fertilizers, no weed control, uh, nothing. We actually have Philippine buffaloes, they're called. They um, eat the grass around the area. They eat weeds. So that is really important in making a, a coconut oil that's actually therapeutic that has the highest levels of lauric acid, caprylic, and capric acid, mm-hmm. which there's so many different kinds of coconut oil. Um, there's food-grade coconut oil used for cooking. I mean, the, um, there's cosmetic-grade coconut oil used for cosmetics and um, shampoos and soaps. But those are different types of coconut oil. And I think this was really this came about years ago when my family started supplying our coconut oil to the nutraceutical industries because they supplied it to um, preemie baby formulas and, and companies that made lauric acid pills. And when we tried food grade or other types of coconut oil, we realized that it wasn't the same. Yeah, there's it, definitely a difference. Definitely a between, difference. Yeah. yeah. What you use for cooking and what you use for, for therapeutic um, purposes. Yeah. Right. I same thing goes with like everything that you said is exactly what we do, you know, and it all makes sense because it's the way nature intended it. The coconut is the fruiting body of the coconut tree and where all the medicine lives. Mm -hmm. And however that tree or that hemp plant or that mushroom is growing, it matters. It matters Mm -hmm. what the air quality it is. It matters if there's any toxins or poisons or herbicides or chemicals being put in or on it. And what I don't think people understand is that there is a specific time when you harvest that coconut. Mm -hmm. It's the peak time. So even that, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of things get harvested too soon because they need to ship it somewhere or it's cheaper or like with mushrooms, they don't even want to bother for the mushroom to grow out into its fruiting body before they, you know, grind it up. So it's this is the same principles for all of these natural products. There's the cheap way. Yeah. And and that's going to be reflective in the price. And you're probably going to find those products on Amazon or, you know, <laughs> When I hear people buying a, a CBD product from a gas station, I'm like, no, that's not where you buy your CBD oil. And it's not where you should buy your coconut oil either. Right. But those same principles 
you know, apply for any natural product. It matters where they're grown, how they're grown, when they're harvested, how they're manufactured. The fact that you said that there's no heat applied, same thing with hemp. You know, you can destroy some of the compounds when you add heat to it. So it's very important that you don't. Maybe that's why they're so synergistic and work so well together. Definitely. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health. Healing naturally. Is coconut oil considered an adaptogen? Um, I, you know, I don't. Well, what do you so. mean in terms of like adaptogen? So an adaptogen is any plant, mushroom, sometimes it's dirt. I just found out that the thymus gland is considered an adaptogen. It's anything that we take and adapts to what our body needs. So if it's a stressors, it calms them down. Or hmm. if it's a disease that they need to help the body fight off. Be interesting. I'm going to look it up. If you don't know, I'm going to look it up and see right. if I mean, it is. We haven't really looked at coconut oil in the way whether it adapts to the body because we know it f- does function in different way. For example, lauric acid um, converts to monolaurin monoglyceride, and that's the antibacterial property of coconut oil. So the body metabolizes the different medium-chain fatty acids in the way it needs. So if that's the uh, definition of adaptogen, maybe, I mean, you could look at it that way. But mm-hmm. it definitely functions in so many different ways, like um, the way the liver processes it, it, it and converts it to ketones which goes through the bloodstream, goes to the brain and nourishes the brain. It can cross the blood-brain barrier. So if you have seizures or an animal who has um, cognitive disorders, it helps that way. So I guess you could look at it that way uh, as it being an adaptogen, but it just works, functions so well, and it's used so well by the body. Yeah, and it's per- and because it's used so well by the body, it's perfect with a full-spectrum hemp oil because it makes it more bioavailable. That's right. And useful to the body, which is why it's in all of our products. I just, I just love it. I want to ask you guys, what was it like to be a pioneer, to be, you know, hey, we know all these wonderful benefits of coconut oil. What was it like to be a pioneer and then be able to like change get veterinarians to listen to you, much less pet parents, I feel like are a lot more open to to learning new things. But to veterinarians, how did you get them on board? What was it like to be, you know, one of the first to go, this is wonderful, everyone needs this? Right. Well, you know what, I still remember the very first bottle of coconut oil we had at a trade show. It was in New York. Do you remember that? Yeah. And everybody was asking, what is that white stuff? They literally thought it was lard or some sort of suntan oil you can put on the dog when you for say protection. coconut oil they immediately think white sun, sun sunblock screen sunscreen yeah. so right. that was the very first time and we had to say we had to explain it to them and they were so surprised that you could give it orally because topical that's kind of understood you can use it topically but to actually ingest it they were petrified of it so it was <sighs> a long education to tell well first of all a lot of people don't understand fats it, it, it is a saturated fat, but it's a different kind of saturated fat. It's medium chain. So the right. body processes that very different. 
but we were very fortunate because our veterinarian at the time when we first, um, even before we released it was Karen Becker, Dr. Karen ah. Becker, when she used to practice in Illinois. So that's how we got started with the whole thing. I think a lot of people the know the story. Therapy. She was Violet's vet, veterinarian, my dog who had all the severe allergies. Oh, so perfect. Pain. Oh, yeah. So we learned so much from her from the raw diet to feeding things. And she actually understood medium chain fats. So when we brought in our coconut oil and and showed it to her, she knew instantly there was a difference based on the oil that she was carrying at that time. She was carrying a a cooking grade one, which is what was um, available at that time. So when she saw the difference and tried it out on her dogs, it was she didn't go back. So to this day, we're very thankful. So that's for us very helpful. The fact that we had her voice to help educate people about yeah. coconut oil. But it was still a battle, though. You know, it's still a challenge because mm-hmm. even though it's widely accepted, there are many veterinarians, especially conventional veterinarians, that yeah. don't that think it's even poison or bad for, for dogs. They don't understand. And why is it. that? Because I know that there was, you know, controversy. So what is that controversy? Because I like for it to come from the horse's mouth so that it's not a, oh, no, this or that. But, you know, what is that? Because it is, it's crazy. Well, there's two types. I mean, there, there's two fears. The first fear is it's a saturated fat. And saturated fat just has a bad name. You know, it, 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 it clogs it your arteries, your arteries, gives you heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the main thing is they think it's a saturated fat. So it's bad for you. And dogs can't handle fat. It's going to give them pancreatitis. It's going to, you know, um, make them sick. So that's conventional vets still there's a, a lot that still believe but you know that. i think their wires cross because we know that cats and dogs thrive in saturated fats animal right. fats are saturated granted raw is the best type of fat so animals can handle fats unlike humans where if we ate so much saturated fats our blood would turn to sludge they thrive on it right. but what they don't understand is not only is coconut oil saturated fat it's a medium chain fat so it's metabolized very differently. You don't need chylomicron activity to break it down. So that's the first one. And the second one, I think, is the inflammation. They say coconut oil actually causes inflammation. So there's there's a long metabolic process that people need to look at. Um, lauric acid is one. So what happens when an animal or people ingest coconut oil? We know it's antibacterial, right? Antimicrobial. When you do have die-off in your system, whether it's yeast or bacteria, there will be, it will set up a slight low-level inflammation that your body knows, okay, it's killing off bacteria, it's killing off yeast or whatever it is. And so there's a low-level inflammation that occurs, right? But it's not enough to be a chronic thing. Your, your white cells or blood cells um, understand it and they flush it out of your system. This is why they say coconut oil is uh, very good for detoxifying and it's good for being antimicrobial. So what people don't understand is they think it causes inflammation when it, it's just a very low level and it's, it's, it's to help your body get rid of toxins. Right. Yeah. yeah, but that's why they also say it helps your immune system because that's yeah. what happens with babies. When they take mother's milk, which is really rich in medium chain fats, mm-hmm. it trains the body's immune system. It actually helps fight these types of antimicrobials, bacteria, right, and right. viruses. So the baby's body or, you know, our, our body, animals' bodies are able to, to fight off that, that type of um, bacteria or viruses. Um, and that's what gives, that's what our healthy immune system is all about. So inflammation is not necessarily a bad thing when it's mm-hmm. low level and when your white blood cells, when your body's reacting to it properly, it actually mm-hmm. helps train your body fight off infection. 
which is why coconut oil is considered um, immune building. Very cool. I love it. How often um, do you recommend that we give our dogs coconut oil and MCT? Like, should we be, you know, switching it up every once in a while? And how often should we give it to them? Well, I like to give coconut oil daily. I'll do MCT in the morning just for if they need that burst of energy and for myself and virgin coconut oil at night because virgin coconut oil has higher lauric acid. So it, it converts to ketones and your blood ketones are elevated longer overnight. Now, there's a lot of studies that say that omega-3s and coconut oil work synergistically together. Before, I used to say, why don't you rotate the oils? You know, MWF do coconut oil Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever, do omega-3s. But recently, I've started giving both at the same time because our, our bodies use it synergistically together. So, yeah. I, for, but for people who are afraid of fats, I'd say go ahead and rotate your, omegas, your omega-3s. But you can literally give it at the same time and it's your dogs will thrive on it. I think it also depends on your animal's condition. If you have a dog with cancer or if, <laughs> sorry, there it goes. Uh, we're going to let them down. Yeah. Okay. I think the cleaning lady just came in. I like how I did it right in the microphone. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, so that was probably the, did you get deaf? I mean, yeah, no, it was well, perfect. It is a dog company and they have something to say about it. That's yeah, right. Know. That's We're right. We're going to let them out the door, but they're the, hello. they're the testers. They're the ones that make sure everything tastes yummy. Exactly. But yeah. um, what I think Carmina was alluding to was yeah. if, if dogs are ultra sensitive to fats. And right. they have, is that what you're going to say? Right, right. So, I mean, so people always ask us, what do you, do you do? Do the MCT versus the virgin coconut oil? If you're a healthy animal, you don't have any issues with, with um, fat metabolism. You ha- don't have any lipid disorders. Then I say go ahead and give the virgin coconut oil because it has the most amounts of lauric acid, which to us is one of the most beneficial medium chain fats. Caprylic and capric acid is also very highly beneficial, but it has its different purposes. If you're trying to fight yeast infections, for example, then caprylic and capric acid acid would probably be more beneficial. Mm -hmm. So then I would go towards the MCT oil for that because that has higher levels of caprylic and capric acid. Or if you have an animal that has fat intolerance or lipid disorders, like pancreatitis, they can't digest fat. Or PLE, protein losing enteropathy. Then I would definitely go with a um, medium chain with a a triplex, the MCT MCT oil, because it has the more caprylic and capric acid in it. It's smaller molecules. It won't, um, you really don't need any bile enzymes and the pancreatic enzymes to digest it. It's a lot, um, they can tolerate it much better if they have um, fat digestive issues. Oh, good. So they don't have to avoid it altogether. They can just do the MCT instead. Right, exactly. And then explain to people what the difference is between the MCT oil and coconut oil. Well, coconut oil has about 65% medium chain fats most of it being lauric acid and then, you know, caprylic and capric being at a, a, a lower level. So it has other fats in it, but at least 64 medium chain of those fats are medium chain. Are, are the MCT oil, a triplex MCT oil is about 96 or 97% yeah. M- MCT fat. So it's 
mostly medium chain fat, but most of the fat comes from caprylic and capric acid and a lower level of lauric acid. And this is because caprylic and capric acid have a smaller molecule, which is why they call it C8 and C10. It's a number of carbon molecules. Those are digested a lot quicker, a lot easier. As Chris has said, it gets converted into in the liver to ketones, but it also gets digested very quickly. It gets burnt off very quickly. The lauric acid, we do have lauric acid in there, which is considered C12, larger molecule. So it gets converted to ketones at a slower level, but it also lasts a little mm-hmm. bit longer. It can cross a blood-brain barrier. So the main difference is the amount of medium-chain fat, fatty acids in both products and the type of medium-chain fatty acids yeah. in each. I, I always tell people to think of virgin coconut oil sort of as a full spectrum. Yeah. Coconut oil, MCTs just has three whereas um, the coconut oil will have a uh, just a blend of different oils as well. All oils are a mix of uh, like long chain and short medium chain, chain and medium chain, chain fats. So, yeah. And I also, and I remember like people saying, or, or it, one time being explained to me that like people who had an allergy to coconut oil would not necessarily have it for an MCT oil for whatever reason. Is that why? Because does it include some of the molecules or... On the human side of things, I don't ever know of a dog having an allergy. Can dogs have allergy to coconut oil? I'm sure they can. You know, but very rare. rare. We haven't heard of it. But yeah, honestly, if I if someone's allergic to coconut oil and not MCT oil, maybe it's the lauric acid, or maybe it's some of the long chain fats found in coconut oil. Because coconut oil has myristic acid, stearic acid. It has some omega nines, yeah. omega very trace omega three acid. There's yeah. different kinds That's of fatty acids. acids, so you can't really say what they're allergic, what acid they're allergic to, or sensitive but to. With you know, coconut oil. I would also question the kind of coconut oil they're giving because right. there's a lot of coconut oils yeah. that are adulterated with uh, other refined oils, and that keeps the price down, which is really unfortunate. So you're not really getting a pure product; you're getting a product that's actually mixed with other fats, other oils to just make it more affordable. So I would really question that the type of that oil. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. And that's what drives me crazy. I did a whole podcast about all of the allergy tests or blood tests or hair tests or whatever they are and how a lot of them now are have included hemp on them or mushrooms on them and how people are coming up with their dogs having an allergy to hemp or mushrooms. I'm sure coconuts mm-hmm. on there too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, what are they testing? Because there's thousand, hundred thousand different species of mushrooms. There's so many different strains of cannabis and different compounds. What was the product? Was it a full spectrum, a broad spectrum and isolate? So all of these things drive me crazy, especially mm-hmm. when someone's dog is being helped by these products and they stop using them because this test told them that there's an allergy to it. Are you guys experiencing any of that? Like, are you is coconut included on some of those stupid tests? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but I know that coconut coconuts are classified as a nut. Even though it really is not a nut, it's a droop, oh, kind of like a That's what, true. apricot. Yeah, yeah it's a it's droop. more like an apricot. But because it's classified a as a droop, yeah, dry, yeah, it's classified as a nut. Anybody who has a nut allergy, their dog they should stay away. Stay away from all nuts, no matter what, and that includes coconuts. Yeah. So they get afraid of. Ladies it. and gentlemen, coconuts are not a nut. Yeah, <laughs> they're no. what a droop. A droop. It's a droop. 
a droop. I remember looking that up before. Yeah, droop, specifically a dry droop, because apricots oh. are wet droops. <laughs> no wonder they don't want to. No wonder they don't want to call it that. They want to call it a nut instead. Yeah, droop. exactly. Yeah, you're such yeah. a don't be a droop. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're going to bring on um, Carter here onto the podcast here because you guys know him and hey, Carter. we all we all love each other. Carter's like, what? Wait, I was taking a no, nap. No. Um, <laughs> hopefully we didn't bore you to death, Carter. Carter has to no. listen to all the podcast, but <laughs> we wanted to um, bring Carter on because he's great at coming up with some really inventive and funny questions. And we wanted to like do some rapid fire fun questions. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, some fun, some serious, just so that we could make this a little bit more entertaining in the end. You got any good ones, Carter? Yeah, the first one, the first thing I want to know is who between the two of you consumes more coconut on a daily basis? <laughs> I, I think, think I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I, I Morning, noon, and night. Same with me. And I cook with it as well. So I don't is know. Is it part of the beauty routine as well? Because I know I use it on my face. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Great in yeah. the hair too. Take the makeup off. <laughs> yeah. The hair. Yeah. Oil yeah, pulling. I am oh, like. Yes. I oil pull definitely. Yep. Definitely love oil pulling with it. And I, I put it, um, of course, also put my full spectrum hemp in it, too. But I oh, mean, wow. love oil pulling yeah. with it. So yeah. those of you who haven't done that before. All right. What I else? Recommend. Another question. Um, Carmen and Carissa, what is the biggest change you've seen in the pet industry since you began? And how do you envision the future? Oh, I think the biggest change that I see is there's just so much more products out there. The competition's really tough. I mean, mm. back when we first started, I don't think there was one CBD company out there. Mm. And now all of a sudden, yeah. there's just tons of it. So navigating for a pet consumer, a, a pet parent, I think would be so daunting. Back in the old days, everybody just had one or two items, you know, not so many treats. And But today, you really have to mm. almost be able to read an ingredient label and to educate yourself. Yeah. So. Right. I think for me, the change I've seen is there's more of an acceptance with raw feeding, believe mm. it or not. Long mm. when I first started, I was actually making raw food myself, you know, mm. following certain books. And it was so hard to do. And then I think it was just Steve's. There's just a two that I remember. Two companies. Yeah, yeah. That did raw, like complete yeah. raw balanced food. And now, now there's, there's so, so many. many. So many. I mean, like, constant. Like uh, every day there's a new yeah. one. I'm like, okay, we've gone overboard. But it's it's funny because there's a there's a couple that I've been paying attention to. And they there is, they're like us where they're looking at how the majority of the raw foods could be done better, meaning organic vegetables and fruits, non-synthetic vitamins and minerals, yeah. and knowing where your uh, products, where your farm animals or how they're being raised, where they're coming from, where your mm -hmm. ingredients, mm -hmm. most are still not doing that even though they're raw. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. I yeah. get it. But thank mm. you ladies for doing it the right way and making the best coconut oil and MCT products out there and treats. We're so proud to be working with you and putting our very best full spectrum hemp extracts on your products. Thank you so much for working with me and making that happen. Everyone loves them. They're a huge hit. Mm. Blanche I, loves I, I them. I've a lot of them already. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> on, 
on lives and stuff to show people that that they're great. I'll be like, look, I'll have fun. That, that's right. the best thing about them. They are human grade. So yeah, if you want CBD, you can actually nibble on them. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah. are all of our products. You yeah. know, it's got if it's good enough for us, it's good enough for our oh, dogs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I use your products a lot too for myself. You're the dr- the calm. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <For> myself. <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm so glad. Thank you, ladies. Everybody knows they can find you at cocotherapy.com. Um, find all your wonderful products. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to see you guys again soon. You're welcome. It was our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening from. This is the best way to help pet parents like you find these episodes and get access to all our content. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Natural Dog and at AngelaArtolino.com. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.